Hello, the series you're about to hear on the GBM Media Podcast is from the Serving Today archive. It's called Moses, Lessons on Leadership. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's good that you could join me once again. Lessons on Leadership more in the series on Moses and the concluding part of the life of Evie Brand. Here on Serving Today we're studying the life of Moses and we're doing that to find out what it has to teach us about leadership. We're pleased to have Howard Sayers with us again And he joins us now to tell us about the part of Moses' life we're going to deal with this time. We've come now to the closing third of Moses' life, and we're going to be thinking about the 40 years of his leading God's people through the wilderness. Before we go on, perhaps you could briefly remind us of what has led Moses up to this point. The first 40 years of Moses' life have been spent in Egypt and have brought him to a personal and a public commitment to God. The next 40 years have been spent in Midian, and they have matured him so that he is now ready to serve God. Now, in the last 40 years of his life, we find Moses leading God's people out of Egypt to the border of the Promised Land. God had prepared and called his servant, and now he must fulfil that calling. Perhaps before we go on, Andrew, you could just read Acts chapter 7, verses 35 and 36. This is the same Moses they had rejected with the words, who made you ruler and judge. He was sent to be their ruler and deliverer by God himself through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He led them out of Egypt and performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and for 40 years in the wilderness. So Howard, what can we say about leadership of God's people from the 40 years Moses spent in the desert? There is so much we could say, but we need to limit ourselves to just four aspects of the leadership of God's people, which are very relevant for all of us. The first is the purpose of leadership. There are three parts to leadership. There is a leading out, a leading through, and a leading to. Could you give us some examples of this, please, Howard? Let's think of three men, very, very briefly. Moses, Joshua, and Jesus. And what I'm about to say could well form a basis for a short series of sermons. Moses led the people out of Egypt, he led through the wilderness, and he led into or led to the promised land. Joshua, his successor, led out of the wilderness through a campaign to take the land, and that led to the occupation of the land. And supremely, Jesus leads out of sin or the world. He leads through the cross and judgment to salvation and glory. 
And for obvious purposes, we're going to focus here on Moses. That's right, Andrew. Moses then led the people out of Egypt. He led them out of an alien and a foreign land, a land of slavery and bondage, oppression and death. So what can we take from that, Howard? We learn then that the work of pastors and leaders is to lead people out of the world. That will involve facing the enemy of God and his people, just as Moses faced Pharaoh, his hatred and his malice. It may involve being rejected by the people from time to time like Moses. It will certainly require perseverance and faithfulness to God and God's call. But then we notice that Moses' work was successful as God's people did come out of Egypt. And then Moses led the people through the wilderness. Yes, what was that like? Well, that must have been a hostile, dangerous and difficult life. Throughout the wilderness journey, there was going to be testing and preparation for the promised land. What Midian was for Moses, the wilderness was going to be for God's people. And so, Howard, how does this apply to Christian leaders? Well, Andrew, as leaders in the church, we are called by God to lead Christians in the way of Christian living that will ultimately bring them to heaven. We need to show them that they will have to face frequent opposition, heartache and perseverance, and by example and ministry, help them to face those things. Moses then led the people to the border of Canaan. He could not lead them in. That was the work of Joshua, who is a wonderful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. But Moses led them to the border. And once again, what's the application for leaders in the Christian church? It doesn't matter what our office might be in the church, in leadership, whether pastors and elders, evangelists, deacons, Sunday school teachers, ladies group leaders, whatever, the aim of us all is to lead people out of the world of sin through a life of sanctification so that they reach heaven at last. You're listening to Serving Today with Andrew Cook, the programme for the Servants of Christ. Last time here on Serving Today, we began the story of Evelyn Brand, or Granny Brand as she was otherwise known. With her husband Jesse, she was a missionary in South India in the early part of the 20th century. Philip Griss now tells us how, in 1928, Evie Brand responded to the death of her husband. Evie was now left alone on the Collie Hills. She sent a simple cable to her family in England. Cannot one of you come? The one who responded 
was the oldest daughter of her brother's family, a fourth-year medical student, Ruth Harris. She took a year out, and within four days of receiving the telegram, she was on a ship to India. She stayed with her aunt until they both came back to England later that year. Were there any problems with Evie Brand returning to India? Well, now the problems began. The council of her sending mission in England refused to allow Evie back. But like the persistent widow of Loop 18, she won her case. She went back and worked tirelessly on the Collie Hills for the next five years. In 1936, she took furlough, and the council would only allow her back if she would work with colleagues on the plains. Reluctantly, she agreed. And it was to be ten years due to the war before she returned to England. And then, because of her age, 68, she was refused permission to return to India. But Evie's mind was made up. So, what did she do? She resigned from the mission so that she could give herself to the people of five hill ranges in the area of the Collies. Nobody could stop her because she was going at the call of God. So at nearly 70 years of age, she began a new era of service which was to last for 25 years. 34 years before, Jessie and she had waited seven years for the first convert. Now the waiting time began all over again. She settled on the Carl Ryan Hills to the north of the Collies. A small bungalow was built for her, and from there she visited other hill ranges. What kind of work was she doing at this stage? She battled with epidemics of typhoid, dengue and cholera. She delivered babies and rescued babies from village rubbish pits. Many of her journeys were done by horse or walk. In 1953, she had her first of many falls, fracturing her hip. People carried her down the rugged mountain path on a stringed cot, and then she was transported 100 miles or so to the famous Christian Mission Hospital at Velour. Her son, Dr. Paul Brand, was out of the country at the time, but she was treated by the world-famous Dr. Howard Somerville. He confined her to complete bed rest, but she soon grew tired of that, and was up and going around the ward speaking of the love of Christ. She remained in hospital for three months. And what happened after this episode? God wonderfully supplied her needs, giving her a companion. She was a qualified nurse. During this time, the Hill Gospel Fellowship was founded and others began to join the work. By 1968, 33 people were involved in the work. Granny was now hobbling around on two stout sticks and had calipers on both legs. A few months before she died at the age of 95, her son wrote of his mother, This is how to grow old. Allow everything else to fall away until those around you see just love. 
They will also see your life renewed and they will recognise the love to be the love of God. How did Granny Brown see herself and her ministry? Just before she died, she wrote to Paul asking him to tell people who wanted to say how wonderful she was at 95. I'm not wonderful. I'm just a poor, old, frail and weak woman. God has taken hold of me just because I know I have no strength of my own. Please tell the people to praise God, not me. She was laid to rest beside Jesse in the presence of a large crowd from all over the hills and beyond. She had climbed her last and highest mountain to a view of sunrise glory. Thanks to Philip Grist for bringing us the story of Evie Brand, which brings us to the end of our time together here on Serving Today. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact details follow as usual at the end of the programme. So, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God give each of us joy in the service of Christ. Well, thanks for listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch with us, you can send us a message via WhatsApp. The number is plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. That's plus four four seven five zero eight nine three two five three four. Or email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Until next time, goodbye.